is Pun Request, live from the heart of Brooklyn. Pun Request is an hour-long podcast about everything in and relating to technology. With three techno experts, Eric Newman, hi! Chris Grabowski, hello! And Tyler Dinner, hey there! This week's episode, Kibitzing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another poll request. My name is Eric Newman, and we hope that tonight's show actually sounds good for once. What uh-huh. do you think? I already, uh, it already sounds a little too hot in my headphones, but... Yeah, I'm getting that, too. It sounds like it's we're already in a whatever. How are you? I'm doing all right. Happy you. Grabowski, my uh, compatriot of code. Good. We had a, we had a good day. Uh, today's a nice day for World Cup. It's a little uh, steamy out. A little steamy out. Well, I'm going to I'm going to Florida ne- uh, in two weeks, and two weeks hence this will be nice weather compared to that. But of course, let's uh, take a moment here to introduce the drummer for the show, which is not actually being played. <laughs> I tried so hard. What happened? What happened? It's not coming. I tried so hard to get this to work, and now it's not. And now it's not working. What happened here, Christian? I I, I don't know what you're trying to do here. I said, let's try this again. uh... Let's introduce the the drummer for the show. Let's try this one more time. Come on. Something? No? Wow. Okay. No, it's still muted. Okay. We tried. Yeah, I'm sorry. Our drummer for the show, Tyler Dinner. Hi, how you doing? Hey, guys. Can I talk? Yeah, you can talk. Can Can we hear me? No, we could we could hear you fine. The problem is is that I wanted to play an in, a little uh, intro bit for you, but it's not coming up on the monitors for some reason. Oh, I have like walk up music, like the baseball players. If it's yes, not just exactly. the, if it's just not the one part from uh, feeling in the air tonight, that no, <laughs> that's way that's not high enough energy. There's a lot of other drum fills that would be good, but that's a good start. Yeah, you know that was actually using the standard uh, disco beat on a Roland drum machine, <laughs> and then he added another track of him uh, manually programming the drum machine. Nice. So yes, huh. I know that they found the the uh, gate, the gated reverb on the snare in uh, Peter Gabriel's uh, solo album from like the year before. Ah, but and wasn't the gated uh, snare on this a mistake? Yeah, that was from the Peter Gabriel thing though. I don't think it was a Genesis record. Oh, gotcha. I could be wrong. I think that there was like one track, and then they took it for a Genesis record and ran with it. I forget. Anyway, huh. I, I must compliment you on uh, my feet. They feel very comfy. Oh, I'm thank you. I'm on this nice new carpet that's in this room. Thank you. And it is, uh, uh, it's fixing up some of the sound here. It's eating up a lot of the high frequencies. Why, right, thank you. And that sound you heard just came from our wonderful studio audience who we keep in a Tupperware container during the week, and we take them out on Sundays just for us, and it's a nice, muggy, gross Sunday outside. They I've already worn two pairs of clothes too. today. What was it? They eat our leftovers, too. Who? Studio audience. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, I went to Ikea yesterday, and I have plenty of leftover meatballs for them. So Perfect. Yes, but they're vegetarian. They actually still taste pretty good, the vegetarian meatballs. Oh, vegetarian meatballs you shut can your be mouth. a delight. They are delicious. You shut your mouth. Yeah, a yeah. guilt-free delight. Well, I wouldn't say they're guilt-free. But they're quite They're not good for you, but they're not bad for you. So They're way less bad for you. Is it all just potato and sawdust? No, it's not McDonald's. <laughs> There's cardboard... <laughs> There's ground peas, okay? You, you be quiet. <laughs> yeah, there's ground peas and beans and... Uh, that's a lot of good stuff. Gluten-free cardboard. Yeah. So, um... That's the gluten talking to okay. <laughs> Increasing the plant-basedness of your diet is an excellent choice. Yes. Um, let's see. 
It really sucks. Why isn't like why can't this play on on the show, guys? We're supposed Continuing to be like this saga what happened to Eric our pro audio logic and it sucks. stuff. Uh, it's not, but it's not logic. What is it this time? It's recording. Track is recording. recording is not the problem. Well, that, that's part of the problem. Uh huh. The computer. I thought it was playback that was the problem. The the sound is coming out of the computer. It's you going didn't get to play me my disco headphones. dance music for the start of my is introduction. It, I don't know why. I don't. We must disco dance. I don't know what happened. This is really terrible. Like it's not. It's supposed to be playing, and it just isn't playing. It's okay. No, it's not okay. No. We skip? Okay, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> okay. Fine. Anyway, I wonder if we could just hear if I just play it with the speakers. I tried. <laughs> with no bass. Ugh. I know. I know. Anyway. None bass for you. Uh, well, at least my computer still has a intro. headphone port. I'm sure that the next MacBook Pros won't, just like the next iPad Pro probably won't, but this isn't an Apple attack. So why don't we dive into the show? <laughs> it could be. It could be, but I have better things to talk about. Um, <laughs> I got thrown into Facebook jail this week. Aww. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, audience. I got thrown into Facebook jail this week. Did you know? Have you ever got, have, guys? Have you ever been banned from Facebook? No. I Tyler. I have not no. posted nudes of myself on Facebook. This was not posting <laughs> nudes of myself. Okay, <laughs> I used I used, uh, I used Tinder for that. Um, no, Tinder also will ban you for that. Really? I assume so. Well, I made something that looks like a face, so it, I think next week on Poor Quest. Next week on Poor Quest. Yeah. Uh, no. So I. So what happened was um, I posted something online about a, a current political event. Let's, we won't bring up I any specifics. Won't bring up any specifics. And uh, the problem is, is that I made a point of not uh, being defamatory, not being, uh, not not being a dick. In really. your opinion. In, in my opinion. And um, what happened was I, I, got, I logged into Facebook, and it says, this post goes against our community standards. Only you can see this post because it goes against our standards on hate speech. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm not going to tell you. Wildly inappropriate. Yes. No, I'm happy. I'm pushing audience. the envelope. That's fine. Uh, you know, I, 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 don't, I really don't believe... What I said was hate speech. I can tell you what I said, but I don't want let's to start any arguments. Let's not bring that up, but I would say to summate it, let's just say that Eric Agreed. enjoys utilizing Facebook to kind of stir up... Uh, Eric likes to argue, period. Yeah. Facebook he, is a hub for arguments. Yes, but the thing is, is that I was using... I actually, Eric I started is a, a catalyst for discourse and sometimes flat-out argument. The problem is... Um, that I, I actually wanted to solicit more opinions than the opinions on the uh, specific recent political event that I've heard on, say, and you did. You got God's news. opinion directly from Facebook. Yeah, I got yeah, I got Cuckerberg's opinion. Talk about douchebags from Long Island. We only got one on the show. Do you know him? Oh, hey, we're all having a good like time. From Long <laughs> <laughs> well, call your friend Cuckerberg and get I mean, me back online. Actually, two no, more two more weeks, and I won't have family on Long Island, so I don't know if I can say I'm from Long Island anymore. Yeah, you went to high school there. It's true. Yeah. So oh, you say uh, you say uh, you say. Oh yeah. Even your even your honorary degree is from Long Island. He's visibly it's frustrated. Not? Oh, you thought it was from, from the cloud, dude. From what? <laughs> Hunter? Where's that? Say that in the microphone. It's not He's like not it's allowed illegal. to say. <laughs> Hunter. You have a. It's a, It's on record. Where are they? They're as CUNY. Oh, CUNY. Yeah. Interesting. You didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. 68th Street. When do yeah. I go up to 68th Street? 
How did you not when know? When I used to live up there. That was 86th Street, not 68th Street. I know. You would, pass it on the way. <laughs> not on the train. Yes, it, is, it has a train stop. 68th Street dash Hunter College. It's true. What is it, on the west side? It's the no, one on the east side. Really? Yeah. I just you don't pay took attention. the train. I don't pay attention. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> Except that's most of what you talk about in social settings. Yeah. Is the subway system. I, I talk about the subway, but not, but not the stops. That's just on the icebreaker subway. to everything. <laughs> oh, wow. You'll have to testify in front of Congress one day. That's I would love, it look, I would love say, to Hey, run. sorry I was late. The, the subway, man. I would love to run the You're MTA. You're going to be auditioning for the vocals in, within I'm not. Decade. I'm not a black woman from the Bronx, Tyler. That, that ship has sailed. I mean, Queens. I'm sorry. That ship has sailed. No, but I white men will be a minority in That's because you can't so hear her. You actually have heard her, but you can't hear That's her on true. the train. That's probably why for the, the last uh, times I've run into hour-long delays, I haven't heard the reason why. Well, usually, I mean, they usually play them when you're going over bridges and tunnels. Yeah, and they're just usually. like, But instead of like... Uh, Backpacks and other large containers may be subject to random search by the police. It's it's this. It's uh, this is a message from the New York City Police Department. We wanted to let you know that That's backpacks and other large containers may better. be subject to random search by the police. Thank you and have a great day. But that low tone is played under over the of the train. And don't forget the oh showtime. Yeah, so we can't... All right, let's talk about software. <laughs> uh, let's see. There's uh, eBay is using a, has created a bit of propaganda, allegedly. Um, I just got the Showtime bit. What? <laughs> oh, I said, oh, it's playing underneath the Showtime. <laughs> showtime, <What> is it? <laughs> showtime, Showtime! <laughs> okay. Um, eBay allegedly has created this piece of propaganda called Support Fair Tax Policy for U.S. Sellers and Buyers. They've written a form letter that they want you to add your name and address and email to that they obviously will use, will use to uh, sell to further monetize your information. It's it legal. says, it is legal. It says, Dear Cheeto Jesus, United States Congress and state governors, we, the undersigned, call on the federal and state governments to take the following positions on the new internet taxes and support the millions of small businesses and consumers across the country. What's happening is, Congress is overturning a rule that allows small businesses or any business to tax beyond their state lines. So if you bought something from a computer, com a software company or computer company in California, you bought it in New York, you would not have to pay taxes on it. However, this would change that. But that also means that eBay's tax burden magnifies massively. So they've come up with this letter that sounds nice, but I don't, I don't actually know uh, the efficacy of this. Magnify? Because of all of the cross-state stuff that they have to do. They would have to charge and then reclaim and keep receipts of all the cross-state tax versus just the one, the places where eBay exists, like New York. Okay. So, <clears throat> um, it says, keep the internet as free as possible from government taxation and regulation. You know, that's kind of funny because we actually wanted government regulation when it comes to net neutrality. But we don't want net government regulation when it comes to taxes. Funny how that it's works. Like I don't want government yeah. regulation, period. Well... Move to Canada. Wait, that's no. Sorry, move to Mexico. There it's we go. Almost like there's uh, hypocrisy going. Protect on. entrepreneurs, small businesses, and artisans it's from plants crave from new taxes, audits, or collection burdens because they can at least afford the added costs. Continue to prohibit states and localities from applying and enforcing sales and use tax laws on small, remote local businesses who have no political or voting connection to the taxing state. That's a nice. That's a nice one. Uh, reject that tax sounds policies. Good. Sounds good, like a lawyer wrote it. Reject tax nope. policies that raise prices on consumers who shop online with small businesses for artisan, craft, religious, vid vintage, or other niche products because they should not be paying more tax. Sincerely, you. 
Oh, me. Yeah, I wrote that. You wrote that. Aren't I eloquent? Just add your name to it, and then you'll be in eBay's database, and then they'll also sell that database for someone else to increase their bottom line, send some of that money back to Elon Musk so we can make more cars that fly to space. Well, see, what they could do is they could pay off Cheeto Jesus to pass this one with some of the money that they made from the law that he enacted saying that they could sell off the data. Ah, but but why? It's a Cheeto Jesus loophole. He set everything up so that it gets money back to him. I got you. But the thing is, is that if you're making more money, then you should only make more money. You shouldn't say, well, because we made more money, we should give a little bit back. No, that's not how this works, especially this level of extreme capitalism that we're in now. No, this is political capitalism. You make money, but you pay money to make money. It's a thing. You pay money to make money. Duh. That's yep. true. But it's just like, like, uh, just like, like stocks, right? Yeah, no. or, like, or, like, or like the music companies suing Napster and stuff like that. They just paid a bunch of money to eventually make money, which in that case was a, a losing venture. But usually, you know, they just sue the crap out of other people to make more money. Gotcha. Um, speaking of spending money to make money, uh, Canada legalized weed this week. Insert Seth Rogen laugh here. We, we don't have that on the soundboard. We only have a wonderful audience reaction. Thank you. Um, yes, and I have some Canadian pot stocks. I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting for... Speaking of Phil Collins, I've been waiting for this moment all my life because I've invested slightly in, uh, in some Canadian pot stocks. But and the thing is, they only went up like five cents. <laughs> That's so Today. bad. No, 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 no. Well, the news... Supposed to send them from like a five cent stock to a fifty cent stock, or a fifty cent stock to a dollar fifty stock. Not from a fifty cent stock to a fifty five cent stock. That does nothing for me because I can't afford to buy a hundred thousand shares of this BS company. Ugh. No boats, no yachts for Eric. This I summer. can't make money on anything. I really can't. You made some on software. So what? You made some on software. Technically, if I if I do all the accounting, I'm at a very big loss. Given uh, one of my freelance clients that will also remain nameless. <clears throat> we have to talk about them after the show, by the way, Christian. I, you know, we could have done this during the week, but that's another story. Anyway, um, let's see. Here's something. Tom York, you know who he is. Ooh. He's the old York while we're in New York. Uh, I was trying to make it fun. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. Uh, back in February, take, take it easy. That's a modem, not Tom York. Uh, <laughs> I know they might sound similar every once in a while. But, uh, no, Tom York, who has a notoriously thorny relationship with technology, became suddenly quite active on Twitter. At first, his sparse poetic messages like disinformation, do you see his smile, seemed like potential lyrics. Though why would he be writing them on Twitter? I have no idea. Uh, combined with the new songs he'd been, he'd been debuting at live shows, his behavior led many to believe that a new album might be on the way. And we actually have a cut from the new album uh, right here. Chocolate chip cookie dough. That it's works not this. <laughs> it's not. It's chocolate chip cookie dough. Crazy. That's right. Thank you. Okay. Here we go. And. older now you know they can't they can't be quite as tight as they used to so. 
but there's obviously some uh, elements of Kid A in this, in this track, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I actually like it because it's actually, it's much better than their last album, King of Limbs. That, I mean, that, made, that makes this sound good. It's, yeah. it's like the parts of music that this left out was in King of Limbs. <laughs> <laughs> continuing journey of what's Tom York whining about now? Well, most of the time you can't hear, you can't really make out what he's saying. So you just have to try to reverse engineer it based on what drug he's on at the time. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think we can all uh, clearly hear that he's saying he's a creep beyond that. He's a weirdo. What is he doing here? Yeah, funny. Bitter, bitter, happier, happier, more, pro, more, more, Radiohead. Alright. Um moving on. Uh I like that song. I don't know. See how much how much like how empty it feels without Tom York? Let's put him back on. No, let's not. No, no? you know what? Just a little bit like him, him just groaning in the background while we talk no, about. No, I really Here's another don't. story about British people. British egg producers have expressed disappointment at the removal of an over an oval shaped favorite from Google's salad emoji. That's right. We talked about this last week. Tyler, you t- you mentioned how you prefer salad. Oh no, we talked about how you don't like eggs and salad. You don't see the reason for having them. Oh yeah, it's a good oh, source of protein. It is a good source of protein, much like what Christian egg does on Friday nights. Right. The whole like half an egg, whole cop thing, though, it's just it's not a whole thing. It's not a thing. Oh, let's let's not talk salad this week. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, no, I just wanted to let you know that there's like join a- us next week on Talking Salad. <laughs> that's that. That's the after show. <laughs> Uh, no, but the thing is, is that uh, I can't believe that there's actually like a lobbyist group in, in the UK that is that is not liking at all the fact that Google has removed uh, eggs from salads and they think that they're, that the egg consumption in England is going to go down because people aren't subconsciously I reminded mean, about it. If they weren't upset over something uh, minor, then they wouldn't be doing their job as a British citizen. That's true. Yeah, and the UK is a very bored people. They get upset over minor things like this. Yes. Uh, moving on. NVIDIA appears to have a GPU inventory problem. I've, another thing I've been waiting for for a very long time. They finally made too many graphics cards. Yes. No. Yes, they finally they had a shortage. Did. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, they ha- well, they went from having a shortage to now they have too many. So the price is going to go down like a dollar. I really hope the prices go down because I need a new graphics card for my computer, and I'm not paying $1,000 for a 4-gigabyte card. That's, you know, actually like two years old. It's ridiculous. That's only aftermarket that you pay like a thousand, though. No, but I mean, just because of the bubble, all the prices have inflated at least fifty percent. Usually, a hundred. Not if you buy retail, but you can just never get it in stock on retail. Okay, well, fair enough. Uh, people flying planes of graphics cards. I think those days might be ending. Uh, <clears throat> let's see. One last thing off the top. What do you need I'm, it for? I'm sorry. What do you need it for? What do you need the graphics? I need card to be for? able to watch AI? porn while I play <laughs> video games. Well, you don't play video games, so... I play City Skylines. It takes up a lot of RAM. It doesn't take up graphics RAM, though. Yes, it does when it runs. Are you kidding me? It, it actually runs on the GPU. I didn't think that Yes, game... it's not SimCity. I didn't think that game could use the GPU. You're thinking of SimCity. Probably. Not City Skylines. City Skylines was made this decade. Okay. It's in 3D. So That doesn't mean it It's actually 3D. Likely story... That doesn't necessarily mean... Anyway, Likely moving on. Thing is uh, I'm going to uh, perhaps the worst state in the world... Uh, it's the worst uh, state? Yeah, it's the East Coast, California. 
It's there are four ways to pronounce it, and it begins with the letter F. So, a Florida woman shoots husband in the testicles after he tried to take her air conditioner. That's how hot it is down there. <laughs> you think it's hot out I mean, here? Also, in the Brooklyn. moment you cross state lines, they give you a gun and Kevlar. So, uh, but Eric, I, I'm sorry, but air conditioners are not really new technology. No, but they are quite necessary if you live in the Sun Belt. And this is from Lake City, which is somewhere in in the north. It's not Florida; it's Florida. Uh, this oh, Florida. Th- th- this is uh, Gator Country. Yeah, exactly. This Florida woman accused of shooting her husband in the testes is back in jail. Back in jail. After failing well, to show yeah. up to court. I don't know too many people in the northern area of Florida who haven't been to jail by the age of four. Police said Kimberly Dunn, age 35, lost her cool when her husband and his brother came to her Lake City home last year for not a three-way to pick up an air conditioning unit that she was trying to sell on wow. Facebook. The couple were going through a divorce at the time. According to the report, Dunn sat on the unit to prevent the two men from taking it. When her husband tried to get her off the AC, she tried to fend him off with a stun gun, then fired around at her now ex-husband's testicles using a handgun. Her husband's brother was able to restrain Dunn and take his brother to the hospital. Police said her husband picked up the gun and brought it with him to the hospital. Wow. He now has a... No, I won't go there. I nope. Won't, I won't go there. Tyler said no uh, hen yeah. jokes this week, so... Um, yes. Uh, by the way, one story we can't get to. Facebook groups may soon charge monthly subscription fees for access. So why don't we move on and take a nice right turn into some local news with our New York Minute. Where we take a look at your five boroughs. Have you ever run late to a meeting? Perhaps you live in New Jersey and you're running late to the meeting and there's no way for you to get across the Hudson River on time. Well, this one New Jersey resident, Scott Holt, uh, used paddleboards. Steve Holt. Uh, He paddleboarded his way across the Hudson River in a business suit and dress shoes. Yeah. (laughs) He was taking the ferry to work from Jersey City Thursday morning when... uh, Oh, sorry. Someone noticed a man paddleboarding across the Hudson River wearing a full suit, shoes and all. Without hesitation... She grabbed her phone. Right through oh, paddleboard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I thought paddleboard. Sorry, I missed both. Paddleboard. <laughs> He's standing up in a full suit with dress shoes. His it's shoes like, have to be ruined. I mean, the suit has to be ruined. That's nah, I'm sure well, some, of the, okay. some of the acid water from the yeah. Hudson River washes on your suit. It just kind of melts off. Of He's got an extra pair of shoes in the backpack. I would not go kayaking in the Hudson River. That's all I'm saying. Or the East River for that matter. There is free kayaking in the Hudson, and I was offered, and I just couldn't. You know, you know that you know um, that, I don't want to see a three. You know that guy from RoboCop that like he had his skin melting off of him. That's what happens if you capsize your kayak in the Hudson. <laughs> you don't notice it at first, but then when you look in the mirror, your half of your face is just drooping. It's a scene in Poltergeist where the skin starts coming off, and you're another person underneath. Exactly. Here's something uh, from the nice, beautiful city of Albany. State lawmakers adjourn this week for the ye- for the year. For the year. It's only July, uh, June. Without renewing a five-year-old law that advocate says saves lives. That's right. They want to reauthorize city speed cameras. And the state assembly have failed to reauthorize the New York City speed cameras. Those have been proven that you put lives in danger. Yeah. So uh, uh, the uh, thing is, is that people noticing the cameras and then stopping abruptly. Yeah. Well, well the thing is, accidents. but the, the thing is, in, in areas with both red light cameras and speed cameras, uh, accidents are about like a twenty percent increase. You know, it's funny because that's not what it, what this article says at all. In fact, 
It's so biased in the opposite direction. They say, I thought we had eliminated, eliminated the death penalty in New York, and they just signed the death warrant for hundreds of children by not renewing the speeding camera law. Because one Jewish woman's son was killed by a speeding motorist in a school zone four years ago. Oh, have we have we heard the end of that and now it's coming back? I thought because it was... Jewish mothers never let anything go. No, I know. I'm saying we, we <laughs> no, we heard the end. That's the weird part. You know, know what I'm saying. As someone who has a Jewish mother, they, they never let anything go. By the way, talking about trains, uh, the ceiling collapsed at the Borough Hall subway station this week. Have you heard that? Yep. Yes, were you there? Wow. No. It happened in the middle of the afternoon on Wednesday. Yeah, take a look. I mean, it's a small collapse. <laughs> I mean, the train. <laughs> the biggest question is, did it delay the trains? The answer is no. Don't worry about it. Moving on. Well, no more delayed than usual. That's true. Um, moving on, the uh, city housing authority, as in uh, the, plate, the, the bureaucracy that owns the projects... Uh, released, a, the, it says, a damning federal report on mismanagement was put out by uh, the DOH, the Department of Health, this Friday. And it said that the uh, City Housing Authority does not do anything unless the press reports on it. So, well, I, anyone could have told you that. Well, this is, I mean... Yeah, uh, they have falsely stated that the NYCHA has done rigorous work to remediate any lead-based paint in, uh, and performs annual inspections of units for lead. Well, that wasn't true. Uh, they lied again in 2015 about a little girl at a Brooklyn development who'd registered, who'd registered high blood lead levels. Ugh. In response, they sent a letter to tenants and elected officials saying that the City Housing Authority complies with federal regulations and city and state regulations. Carbonated beverages are not, should not have them before the show. You have a sensitive stomach like yeah. Anyway, that's basically it. The U.S. Attorney noted that the City Housing Authority often didn't react to tenants' repeated complaints until the press got involved. So what does this mean? If you're living in the projects, call the news if you have a problem. Sweet. Well, no, that's really bad, Tyler. No, call them. You, it's sweet, like being sarcastic, that you have to call the news if you have a problem. Yeah, yes. No one's surprised that the city's not helping out the poor people. Right. Right. Uh, okay. Well, I think that's uh, all the local news we've got. Did you guys do anything interesting this week? Can't say I did. Not really. Okay. Well, then we don't have any more local news. Why don't we move on to uh, what is usually the most depressing part of the show, Christian's <laughs> GitHub Issues of the Week. First GitHub issue of the week I have not pulled up yet because you added them too late to the outline. It's from Flame Graphs. Is that because Pride is this week? No, that's because you're wow. here. <laughs> it is 2018. Shut up, Tyler. Overloaded functions Someone seem had... to be equated in C++. What's going on here? So uh, in C++, you can have a function with the same name but take different arguments and have it be different functions. Yeah. But then in Flamegrass, it's showing up as the same function. That so, How did they mess that up? Uh, folding, uh, which is the uh, – basically, instead of saying like each line – in the stack trace, you're just turning those into counts until there's another thing that happens. So there's a collision when two functions have the same name? Yeah. Well, that was poor planning. What what programming languages don't allow overloaded functions? Um, PHP. Yeah. It's not a programming language. I know. JavaScript. They don't? I don't think so. No, it just reassigns it, I think. It, yeah. won't, give you so a that's syntax, not, it won't give you a syntax error, but it doesn't not, do what you that's want. That's not overloaded in the classical sense. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, Go? Go? Yeah. Really? 
Yeah, and it'll be like uh, uh, struct XYZ already has fun- uh, function or method. Huh. Uh, is blah, it blah, much? Blah, I mean, how much? How much harder is it for a language or a compiler to handle overloaded functions? Is that less efficient in terms of the compiled it code? It depends on how the compiler is implemented. Okay. Like if you're doing uh, name mangling like C plus plus, then it's all good. Isn't that every uh, function name is just turned into a random hash? Yeah. Okay. Well, why doesn't if that's the case, and why doesn't FlameGraph pick up on the random hashes instead of uh, because functioning? it's uh, the way that, uh, so FlameGraph is just the visualizations really. It's what the, the profile oh, is flame using graph that makes it. Did yeah. we talk about FlameGraphs last week? We did. We did. Yeah, I remember. I listened to you when you talk. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so the, in the profiling itself, though, it's not reading the dwarf stuff, which will get you the right symbols versus uh, just reading the stack traces. Oh, okay. So. Uh, is there? I mean, this is. There's not even any comments on this. How do you fix it? Just read the dwarf. You read the sorry. The dwarf. Oh, how do you how do you do that? Uh, you hang out with uh, Kanye's wife during. Uh... Okay, no, no, no. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's just a uh, uh, data that's outputted in, in a comp- uh, uh, compiled executable that you can look at the uh, symbol table if you compile it with symbols. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, anything else to add? Nope. Well, let's move on to our next. GitHub Issue of the Week. Our next GitHub Issue of the Week comes to us from Kata Containers? Kata? Kata Containers. Kata Containers. Kata. No. I'm just kidding. You're going to hate these because they're going to confuse you more than anybody else. Me? Yes. Net NS not get cleaned after Docker run failed with a not found command. That is many negatives. <laughs> Net, okay, let's, let's write this down. Net NS doesn't get clean after Docker run failed with a not found command. What wasn't found? Uh, so the uh, the executable or the image? Okay, and so Docker run fails because that's not found, and then NetNS, which is the network name server, network namespace, namespace, doesn't get cleaned. What do you? What does that mean? So uh, in containers, you use namespaces for isolation. Kata container, though specifically, uses a lightweight KVM, so it is a VM actually that runs like a container, and uh, so with that, it'll um. And uh, it uses the network namespace still, though, to do the IP accounting and assignment. Uh-huh. And so if you uh, go to spin up a container, but it, it can't run because it can't find something, and you have the network namespace, you have an IP address that points to nothing that's, like, natted on your local system. Huh. Okay. So what do you do? Uh, so there's a few ways to handle this. Uh, specifically for CATA, the right thing to do is to just, uh, like, bubble up. The, there's, like, a, this defer keyword in Go, and Kata Containers Runtime is implemented in Go. Okay. And it's a great way to do cleanup, because you're basically saying, regardless of what happens in this function, at the end of it, run this thing. Like a callback. Sort of. So, like, uh, I guess, like, a promise would be a good uh, example. There's okay. Like, uh, like, there's, you have, like, the dot then, and then you have, like, the dot catch. Gotcha. And you have, like, I think also dot finally. This would be, like, the dot finally. So mm. regardless of then or catch, it runs. Gotcha. Okay. Is that it? Yep. Fantastic. Our next GitHub issue of the week comes to us from Yelp. Specifically, dumb in it. Yelp! After pip install, that sounds like Python, right? Well, so dumb Wasn't in pip it, that copy command from, like, CPM in the 80s? I'm going to need you to change no. your attitude. I'm a Yelper. <laughs> you know, back in 2009, I actually worked on a competitor to Yelp. It was called Rate the Professional. And that was a website that we made on uh, Adderall and Blunts. It was a, th- it was a fun time. Anyway, 
that obviously, much like every other startup I've been on, much like my stock portfolio, failed miserably. Why did that one fail? Because um, I was working with Crit. No, uh, because it was mismanaged by the founders. You know that. You know how that goes. I was oh. not one of the founders, unfortunately. I mean, uh. I was. I, I was technically, but like not on paper. And had you been, you would have been able to mismanage it even more by putting away too much design first. Well, the thing is, <laughs> exactly, exactly. No, the thing, the thing is that um, it, it was the fact that the, uh, the 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 owners, if you would, of Rate the Professional, they didn't actually produce anything. They were just trying to manage, and they didn't have any good ideas. Any idea that we came up with, they shot down, and then they just constantly were critical of everything being overly ne- negative. And when you're when you're trying to create something, and you're constantly critical and you're overly negative, it just sucks the energy out of whatever it is that you're trying to create. So you really should have more positivity in the things that you're trying to do. This way, the thing that you're trying to make actually succeeds and it flourishes and it goes on for much longer rather than crumble and it turns into the dead plant that I have in my bedroom. Right, Christian? Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd say... I'd say you don't see a parallel to that at all, do you? No. Attempt no. to curate ideas before you shoot them down. Okay. Exactly. All right. Uh, anyway, back to Yelp. Dumb init. Oh, that's very ableist. <clears throat> After a pip install, dumb init binary is not in user bin. What does dumb init do? So dumb init is why, a way... I'm sorry. Why is Yelp making software libraries? I have the same question about Airbnb. Why is Airbnb making they, software they, libraries? Why is they build AOL software and then they open source it. That's different. How? That's different, How? Fact, because people... I'll tell you why. You, you want to know why? I'll tell you why. Because people... Because millions of people still pay $5 a month for their AOL.com email address. And one of them is my client. That's how I know it's still happening. That's terrifying. I actually use AOL.com for this test email because I've had email issues recently and he's like oh i just made a new aol account i was like what do you mean new aol account it's automatically old <laughs> even if it's new it's aol and so the thing is here's what's funny aol has, still exists it still has webmail that aol.com but you can't use the back button <laughs> that's aol in 2018 you can't use the back button yeah they don't on have that on cold fusion no <laughs> apparently not <laughs> hey it still works you know we made it in 2004 it still works it's fine Nice. <laughs> All but, right. So, so yeah, so Yelp, back to, Yelp uh, built this to run their own software, and they open sourced it. Gotcha. And so what dumb init is, is it's an init system for containers that lets you just do, uh, like, uh, multiple processes in a container, and that way it can do, like, a watchdog on the processes to see, oh, this one crashed, or I've got zombie processes, let me clean them up. Gotcha. Um, is this something you've used before? I have not, but it's a, a, I've used a similar tool. So uh, what exact? So the issue is that it's is this not like a sim link? Is that the thing? Oh no, user local bin is the correct uh, location rather yeah. than user bin. Is that all that it is? Yeah, no, and that's how, where it's supposed to be. <laughs> oh, so this isn't really an issue. No, this is pilot error. Oh, okay, okay, gotcha. Um, let's see. Ah, uh, here we go. Our last GitHub. Oh, what am I doing? Who knows? No, it's not. It's. Anyway, anyway, it's time for our last GitHub issue of the week. Last GitHub issue of the week comes to us from Nomad, which is uh, someone who was riding the bus with me the other day. <laughs> Nomad client RPC it's communication nice errors after cert. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Uh, Nomad client RPC communication errors after cert rotation SIG up. Sci up? SIG hub. SIG hub. I read that as sigh up. Huh? 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 
<laughs> well, it's, what is sig hub? It's a signal that uh, it can be used for arbitrary things, but what does hub uh, stand for? Traditionally, it's to just be like reload configuration. Gotcha. Uh, what is Nomad? Nomad is a distributed scheduler by HashCorp. It's pretty Your awesome. Favorite company right now. Well, so I ended up starting to use this at work. The one you should have invested in up there, Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's HashCorp. That's different. <laughs> But uh, so they're uh, uh, pretty awesome. Uh, well, Nomad is pretty awesome in that it is uh, much more distributed than, say, like Kubernetes, where you have one master. Okay. Nomad instead uses a consensus protocol to actually determine how to schedule things. So it's like polygamy, basically. No. I mean, not polygamy. One of my polytheism. Got those confused. And also, no. No. It's more like true democracy, like Athens, Greece democracy, where everybody votes. Ah. And they, uh, I'm going to leave that out. Okay. Uh, so RPC communication errors after cert rotation and SIG hub. So you rotate the certs and then you give it a, a SIG hub to redo Reload. the configuration. Yep. Makes sense. Um, what are the errors? So it's getting an EOF on TLS handshake. That's not good. So what that sounds it like is another secret handshake. It, what it sounds like is it actually did not reload the uh, the certs. The easiest workaround for this is just hard restart. But yeah. like uh, you can also like maybe in the code it just hasn't reloaded in memory the certs. Gotcha. You know I actually got an EOF on a TLS handshake recently. That's because I was trying to send an email with a client from 1999. Yeah. I I, I want to ask why, but I already know the answer. It's uh, for a freelance project. <coughs> anyway, moving on. Is that it? Yep. Okay. Uh, moving on. After our GitHub issues, it's always time for Tyler's Plus Ones. Our pull request plus ones are where we send out well wishes and acknowledgement of awesomeness to people and other organizations. Who's our first plus one this week, Tyler? This week's first plus one is offices that let you watch the World Cup. Okay. To be honest, it I have, I'm working in one. You are. Yes. Are you working in one? Uh, I wouldn't know if I am. I, I'll tell you this. In fact, my office just lost the rights to broadcast the World Cup for the first time this century. How depressing Ooh, is that? That's pretty depressing. Yes, we actually lost it to our rival company, who also bought it for the next three World Cups. Telemundo. Let's not speak any names here. It's Dosi Vision. Yes. It's uh, it's the network that the Bumblebee, the Bumblebee guy is on, from The Simpsons. <laughs> So, um, anyway, anyway, yeah, World Cup brings the world together, so if your offices don't let you watch it, boo. Uh, you, we don't care about soccer in America, Tyler. What do you, what do you... I care about the world, Eric. Oh. The world is uniting over Well, I don't care about the world. Ball. I care about America. In, Amer in America, we don't give a flying F about soccer. Except for those erudite people in the Upper West Side that wear those New York football club uh, jerseys I that make more money than all of us. in the 90s, soccer wasn't cool. I soccer told. still isn't cool. No. The 90s. I can at least appreciate football. I don't like sports. I can at least appreciate football. I actually do enjoy baseball while you're drinking a beer at the park. But soccer has got nothing except for those Bubuzelas, which I think they finally banned. It's an amazing competition. The passion in that sport is incredible. Anyway. Passion, yes. The the amount of rules and bureaucracy behind it. No. And the cheap acting. And the cheating. And the cheating and the fixing. Yeah. Anyway, go on. Huh. Number two goes to Nomad. Nomad. Oh, that's the thing Christian just talked about. Yeah, I'm going to let Why do you Christian like it? Uh, take it away. So, yeah, Nomad, like I said, is awesome, and it's actually really Did easy to you come to up with up. another adjective other than awesome, bruh? It's cool. Something like... It's great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> thank you, Tyler. Chair. <laughs> that's not an adjective, it's a noun. <laughs> 
What does it do? Why do you like this match? Uh, so one, it's one binary, so easy to deploy, and it's a static binary too, which is really nice. And it also is just like super highly available. It's also designed to do multi data center, which is really interesting because cool, a lot of things won't do multi data center. What does that actually require in order to design? In terms uh, of design, for one, it needs to ensure that messages actually get uh, acknowledged by the recipient. Okay. And then the other side of it, too, is you can actually say, like, I want to run these processes in this data center, but not th this data center, or make sure that all data centers have N processes. But when you say data center, isn't that just, like, an IP address? No, that would be, like, a... A server in the th data That center. could be a server, or even uh, these days you can put a IP address directly onto a So process. what do you do to connect to a data center, per se? For a data center, you have uh, some uh, outgoing. Uh, so there's many ways to do it, but uh, essentially, uh, at the lowest level, you have a BGP announcement saying that, "Hey, there's this, a public IP address here," and so you're going on the WAN, and so it's like completely public internet. And so then, at that point, uh, you have like you can have like an anycast address, which means like this one address points to these uh, servers, or you can have a unicast address, which is like I have this IP address for the server. Ah. So then you just broadcast to the multi, or you you send a you send a request to the multicast address that then talks to the whole Not data center. Not for Nomad. Nomad. Uh, I'm using the unicast IPs, so they're all talking. Is there a Nomad server that you have to run on that IP address? Yeah. So Nomad is a single binary that does both client and server. That's why you like it. Okay. And can I do? Can I use it? Can I do brew install Nomad? Yeah. Ooh. I think you can, or you can just go to the HashiCorp website and download it. Nice. Yep. All right. Uh, anything else, Tyler? Oh yeah, number three. What's oh, that? Oh, oh, you mean on Nomad? No, I don't have anything. No, else. anything else? Your next plus one goes to? Goes to MLab. MLab. MongoDB hosting on the cloud made very easy. Okay. I am a fan. What uh, is MLab? MLab is, uh, it's like a module style, I.O., but what they used to be. Um, it, it's just a simple way to spin up a Mo uh, MongoDB uh, instance and, and connect to it with a simple string on the cloud. It just lives there. Uh... I like MongoDB for simple development purposes, um, just getting things up and running and prototyping. Uh, but we, I don't, we don't encourage using all of MongoDB here, yeah. especially when you get big. So, some of us have been bitten by MongoDB a lot. So that said, MLab itself, they are the maintainers of the Go driver for Mongo, and it is probably one of the best uh, Mongo drivers I've used. Huh. Right. So Christian, where do you? Uh, recommend, you know, jumping off of, of Mongo. What are kind of the limits there? The moment you go to more than one server. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, the moment you need replication, as in you are running in production, MongoDB sucks. Oh, boy. Yep. I mean, remember, he got into an argument with their senior engineers. They do it wrong. <laughs> right. You don't want to... That, like... I feel like, Christian, you could lay off a whole company with four words just like that. <laughs> like, they do it wrong. <laughs> You're all fired. Christian, there's 30,000 people. They did it wrong. Yeah. Screw them. If, wrong, they, do, if they do it wrong, that's, to that's totally good. Do we give them severance packages? No, they did it wrong. <laughs> we got to be nice. No. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to make a really great VP one day. Yes. We can only hope. We only hope. <laughs> <laughs> and we hope that we don't Great work for his company. I <laughs> would never. No, you'd be fine, Tyler. I, I, I would, I would be the one that would. I, I, Eric would, I would be fired and hired on I a would daily never, basis. I wouldn't stop looking for jobs when I started working for Christian. That's how that would work. Eric would be hired and fired on. A daily I would work basis. for you under the auspices of allowing me one day a week where I can look for other gigs. <laughs> built into my schedule. <laughs> like, look, we're, we're on borrowed time. I'd be product managing. <laughs> there you go. You'll be fine, Tyler. 
You know how to go with the flow. I make waves. That's different. That's different. <laughs> and that's been our Plus Ones. I learned I have to be less aggressive with the board uh, in order for it to keep working. Because unlike our analog mixer, this digital mixer is not nearly as cool. Remember last week when I slammed the fader down and then it didn't let let us control music for the rest of the show? Mm -hmm. I finally fixed that and now I just have to be very delicate. People say analog is better. It is. Because you just turn it down and it turns down. (laughs) And I have to be like, oh, I'm sorry. Is that too fast for you, Logic? You're only a $1,000 audio program. Anyway, stop using logic. We tell you this every speaking week. Of, every speaking of week. speaking of Apple crap, let's do let's move on to our Apple attack, where we take a nice little poop on Apple. This week, what I just said with logic is true, but that's not actually the first story on the list. Uh, the Supreme Court this week is reviewing whether an, a lawsuit accusing Apple of App Store monopoly is allowed to proceed. In 2011, a class action lawsuit against Apple accused the company of operating an illegal monopoly by not allowing iPhone users to download mobile apps outside of its app store, reducing, the cost, con- reducing consumer choice. The antitrust case was eventually dismissed in 2013. However, last month, the DOJ filed an amicus brief in support of Apple, urging the Supreme Court to reverse the Ninth Circuit's decision, arguing it was misapplied precedence, precedent from the Illinois Brick Company versus Illinois. I don't know about that case. That's why I'm not a lawyer. That's From the start, Apple has argued that since it doesn't set prices for paid apps and, char- and that charging a 30% cut on the distribution of paid apps and in-app purchases does not violate antitrust laws. What do you guys think? So regardless of opinions, I think this could potentially create an interesting landscape. For well, there the already stores. is Sedia if you jailbreak your phone. Yeah, but this could also make it legally uh, required. Well, you know, it's interesting. Well, allow uh, non-app store apps, which then, considering the average person will just blindly install anything, then it's like, welcome to iOS viruses. Oh, by the way, my uh, my girlfriend got a virus on her MacBook this week, and I broke up with her because look, we, I can't date someone that falls into the trap of getting viruses on a Macintosh. Think about it. How do you get a virus on a Macintosh? I got one. I asked her. Stop looking at porn. We told you to use a VM. <laughs> yeah, Tyler, we know why you got one. <laughs> so use a VM for porn. All right? Guys. No, it's for streaming no. TV shows. Here's what she said. She said, I went to a website and it told me that I had a virus on my computer, so I downloaded this program to eliminate it. I'm like, no, that's what gives you the viruses. And she said, really? Oh, so I said, honey, I don't think I could be with you anymore. I can't tell if any of this is serious. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, moving on. Uh, another Apple lawsuit. Japanese entrepreneur sues Apple over key flicks and 3D touch in iPhones and iPad. Uh, Toshiyasu Abe, a resident of Vancouver, Washington, though he is Japanese, has filed a, filed a lawsuit against Apple in the Oregon District Court this week accusing the company of infringing upon his patent with key flicks and 3D touch on iPhone and iPad models. He apparently created an app that allows you to do something like that. Even though it requires hardware to implement, I'm not entirely sure how. But he has a patent, and uh, it was granted in in February of 2003. Mr. Abe has been an entrepreneur and inventor nearly his entire life. In the early 2000s, Mr. Abe dedicated substantial time and resources into developing, promoting, and protecting, excuse me, 
The then novel user interface device claimed in this patent, titled Keyboard. Like most patents, the description and claims for this one are very long and exhaustive, but from a high level, it at one point refers to a user interface device comprising a, quote, plurality of buttons displayed on a touch-sensitive screen, with each button being associated with a plurality of characters or functions. So the idea, I guess, is that if you have a key that if you hold it down, it shows a menu that this is infringing on his patent. This is why I hate software patents, honestly. Yeah, because we all knew that a keyboard on a touchscreen was coming. Right, every, so here's, here's his keyboard with Japanese characters. You can see, like, you click this one button, or you tap this one button, and you have other choices, and then you, it goes but, on to allow you to basically compress the size of the keyboard. You know, in the name of capitalism, hopefully he'll get settled out of court and make a few hundred grand off Apple and retire nice. That would be nice. Get a little yacht. Yes. Uh, a little mo- yacht for you. Moving on, yep. Christian, this I might have to uh, I might have to figure out a new solution for encryption because Mac OS Oh you haven't solved encryption yet? No, I haven't solved oh, encryption. Oh, I was gonna try to solve solve that problem. I'm last waiting week, for Teresa May to do it for us. Anyway. She's working on it. Uh, she is working Very on nice. it. Anyway. Am um, I clipping? I said, there, I'm so it hot. It turns out Eric, that you're why am I so hot? Encrypted data. Can you turn me down just a little bit? Oh sorry. Yeah. Actually, uh, why are you so hot? That was a different question. <laughs> <laughs> There's many. Answers. No, because I couldn't hear you in my monitors. That's why. Oh well, I was I was hot fire, but now I think I'm okay. Okay. Um, now you're just toasty. It turns out <laughs> that quick look, that preview functionality. You know, when you click on something, you hit the space bar, it gives you a preview. That actually stores its preview thumbnails in a database that is not encrypted, and that and therefore can leak encrypted information. Unless, of course, you have whole drive encryption. Which you should. Man, they store yeah. thumbnails of stuff that you would never think to want thumbnails of. It's that's stupid. right. To provide... Well, that's so... Tyler's porn collection, for instance. Yeah, that's no, all been indexed. Put it on an encrypted disk image. You can do that. I'm serious. But Drive not, encryption. It's not We're telling you how to fix your computer so you stop getting porn viruses There's on a no Macintosh. Porn. Okay. <laughs> To provide this preview functionality, QuickLook creates an unencrypted thumbnail database where thumbnails are kept with database storing file previews from a Mac storage and any attached USB devices whenever a folder is opened. These thumbnails, which I think are that file thumbs.db, which provide previews of content on an encrypted drive can be accessed by someone with a technical know-how and there's no automatic cache clearing that deletes them. It means that all the photos you have previewed using Space or QuickBook are, stalled, are stored in that directory as a miniature and used its, and its path. They stay there even if you delete the files or if you've previewed them in an encrypted hard disk. Yeah. Hmm. What? Yes. And one last Apple attack. Apple considered removing all connectors from their latest iPhone because they're on a tirade to create a completely wireless device. That's why they have that charging mat that's been delayed because it doesn't work. <laughs> yes. So Apple, they want to have no ports. So you know, I'm I'm maligning the fact that the new phone doesn't have a headphone port. They don't even want it to have and a they lightning can port. Seal it up super hard, and then it's like, hey, it's waterproof. And I, you know, you know how um, when Google Glass came out, there were all those glass holes. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know the pejorative for all of the idiots that use the Apple ear- earphones, because oh. that <laughs> is the like hallmark of gentrified Brooklyn. I mean. I work I, at a WeWork. I see it way more though in Manhattan than in Brooklyn. It's like if you work—I don't work at a WeWork, but I'm saying like if you work at a WeWork, you uh, those are those people there. Hey, you work at a WeWork? WeWorks are cool. It's Unlimited nice. coffee, keg of beer on tap all the time. It's nice. Air conditioning, slow Why ass elevators. Roof deck? There's a lot of events, free stuff. Yeah, meet a bunch of people. It's great. I like WeWorks. I used to work in one. 
I'm a fan. Yeah. Um, but no, I agree. A lot of, a lot of, the, a lot of that side. Yes, and that's been our Apple Attack. This music. <laughs> yeah. I'm waiting for him to get the Mario Kart stuff. So it's like. I actually have Mario Kart on my Super Nintendo right here. Nice. Very but nice. because I, my monitor doesn't sure. have sound, actually, it does have sound. I found out my monitor has built-in speakers. That's cool. But it, yeah, and it works over HDMI. So you oh. want to get schooled in some Mario Kart? Oh. Anyway, um, <laughs> what was that time? <laughs> the hell are you talking about? <laughs> what? Me? Yeah, you. I'm doing the song. That's, see, that's why this episode is called Kibitzing, because we didn't really have anything to talk about this week, so we're just kind of kibitzing with each other. I don't know what that word means. We're going to make a two-hour show of nothing. <laughs> you know what that... You know, you've heard that before, right? Leave it to Eric. <laughs> it's no. a show about nothing! I haven't heard this before, either. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, Bill Burr has the best read on Seinfeld. He was like, you think it's a show about nothing? He has contempt for everything. Every little <laughs> thing in your normal life. You ever notice salt? Yeah. And that's Jerry Seinfeld is actually a, a bougie, we can say asshole in the show. On an after dark. No, no. That's a, that, you can say that on the radio. He's a glass hole. Yeah, he's a glass hole from Massapequa. Another douchebag from, from Long Island. Massapequa. Look, most of my family are from Long Island. I just grew up on the other Long Island, South Florida. That's why I sound like this. That's a chip peninsula. Okay. So? Long Island is an island. But you can't see the end of the peninsula because it's 400 miles long. Yeah, nobody wants to see the end. Well, that's because it connects to the body. I heard Mark talks <laughs> And then that's Jacksonville. Cool. Jacksonville's on the body. You don't want to go there. That's disgusting. That's in all the... Anyway, we said no more hen jokes, so let's move on. <laughs> I, I know you're trying to joke you're trying to <laughs> yes. make. Uh, ah! here's, here's our exploit of the week. Um, we talked... Remember, of, uh, I think it was like a month or two ago, we talked about a hotel key that was dangerously insecure that allowed people to make a key that would open any hotel room and then the fact that like many of these hotel groups had purchased the same insecure key software so then you could actually get into a lot of hotel rooms around the world if you were able to make this on Master Key where the plans were available on the internet. Oh, yeah. The same thing has happened with home locks. Yes. No. Yes. Uh, the Canadian IoT Wait, startup... IoT being insecure? Imagine that. Yeah. The Canadian no. IoT startup TapLock... Learn the what? Learn the hard way why you should never knit your own cryptography, and that's what they did. Oh my god! They used the they used the padlock's public MAC address. That's as, that's some Ivy League grad, <laughs> thinking he's smarter than as the else. as the as it's not. I hope it's not the private key. It says using your padlock's MAC address as the secret padlock access code. Oh, oh my, my god! god. Oh, they did use it as the private key. That's you, written on the box. <laughs> Thank you, audience. Be I know. Oh. I know. It's and it's funny because it's written. Uh, what is it? Uh, it's like writing the. It's like writing the pin. It's like writing the pin of your bank card on the front of it in large digits. Oh, I'm just gonna. Stuff. I'm just gonna keep my bank number as a as a password. <laughs> yes. Sadly, it gets much worse. Turns out you don't need to spend two seconds or even an unofficial unlocking app to crack these locks. TapLock's cloud-based administration tools were also vulnerable, or just as vulnerable, uh, as this Greek security researcher, Vanglius Steiktas, found out very rapidly. Amusing, amusingly, Steiktas, an independent researcher who has to buy his, all his own kit for testing, went down the software-only route for simple, practical reasons, which was to save money. It turns out that um, you... Uh, oh, all of the IDs... 
for these locks were stored sequentially as integers. So you could hack into someone else's account just by changing a get parameter in the URL. Uh, also, uh, they don't. They did Verizon not, did that once. They didn't like use the SSL. Nova Scotia Internet. Oh my god. Verizon did that once, but they were able to sue everybody who did it. See, I really? with the Nova Scotia well, that's kid. Verizon. I, re- I remember I was able to do that. You ever use at ease? This was back in uh, when I was in sixth grade. There was, it's, it's a Macintosh program. Actually, it, it'll run on that Performa. It's a classic Mac OS program that uh, is, it takes away the finder, and it gives you a folder. I mean, it looks like the, the, uh, op- the back of a manila folder. And all of the applications are just single-click buttons on the manila folder. And there's another tab on the folder or another manila folder for your documents. If you open up a document, it actually opened up a Netscape. And Netscape used the URL scheme so you could actually see, like, whose drive it was. And you could just change the parameters to access someone else's drive where they often stored their homework so you could copy someone else's assignments rather easily without actually leaving your computer. Anyway, can't do that anymore, kids. Beautiful time, the 90s. Anyway, uh, moving on to our... What's next? It's time for our cryptocurrency connection. One altcoin that... I had bought in my portfolio of malperforming everything it was called Tron TRX, which I believe is backed by the uh, Japanese government. The people. Oh, I was hoping it was named after that Chappelle skit or the, the movie. Uh, the, oh no, we're the, the world's richest man known simply as Tron. Ah, there you go. Got a hat and a dice game. Well, uh, the Tron the Tron Foundation have posted a video to their Twitter account detailing what's called a blockchain university. Dubbed Tronix University, the brief 30-second video is surrounded with platitudes regarding the future of technology in conjunction with the blockchain, in addition to espousing the benefits of decentralized educational resources. How can you get a degree from decentralized education? Doesn't that require some kind of centralization in order to have an entity that's, a, that's the authority Yo. to give you the, de- the degree, Yo, Christian? Yeah. No? No? How can you how can you secure a website without uh, our certificate authorities? That's different. It's not. You just go to school on the block. So, oh, like CUNY, like you did. You get the honorary degree. Yeah. Yeah. Can I get an? Is that a form you fill out or what? No, you got to do something impressive. I have to be a child prodigy. Yeah. I like I like I always say I always thought I was a child prodigy until I met you. You have to. Then you learn like you're special yeah. in a different way. Exactly. Look, <laughs> it's called a spectrum for a reason. Um, let's see. I, look, you can't just say blockchain everything and get a hundred million dollars, but maybe you yeah. can. Because well, I, there's Long Island blockchain, LIBC. Yeah. Okay. Is that a coin or just a blockchain? No, it's actually an iced tea. Oh. Oh, okay. It's actually based on the the value dollar value. It's the street that goes from Queens to Suffolk County. The no, blockchain in Long Island. It's based <laughs> no. on. Sorry. It's based on the <laughs> no Long Island blockchain. It re- like Long Island iced tea. The company. Really oh, we talked yeah. about this. Yes. But you can't just take. What does decentralized education even mean? I read a book at your house, and I go to read a book at my house. Like, what is this? I don't get it. <laughs> I think no, it's, it's a bunch teaching of you school up. kids calling each other up and telling them what to learn for. Yo, did you hear what Trump did today? Is that decentralized education? That's just a bad game of telephone. I think it's an online education that you end up. By, so it's online uh, education. Yeah, okay, but that like, already in, exists. in order, in, no, but in order to learn, like, learn from this, you're running a, uh, essentially a uh, ledger. How is that decentralized? And everybody's connecting you're, you're to you. You're part of the blockchain. Everyone's you're making, connecting you're making to you. money. You're making... You are... Figuratively... What, do you, what is your block in the education system? Your homework that you 
No, not even that. Like, you could just be sitting through a lecture running a daemon on your computer that ends up doing uh, hashes for you. What does that have to do with the lecture? Because they can put this in the application. Why, why is it I don't understand? Yeah, you they, can they, get they points give you an application, you watch the lecture, and the, in the background, the application could be doing the hashes. Yeah, so it's doing Bitcoin mining. It's doing mining for you, basically. Just a little bit. While it, you're watching a video. That's not blockchain decentralized education. That's very centralized because you're getting the application from a single source. Yeah, but... Yeah. So that's not decentralized education. Well, no, it's it's crushing blockchain decentralized on your computer and other people's That's computers. not how that... That's not like when and you go to an online learning website that's decentralized. And no, it's not. They just want something to get nine a nine-figure well, investment. I mean, even, even in the blockchain sense, decentralized isn't actually decentralized. Well, tell me it's what I It's just another consensus protocol. That's true. That's true. All right. Uh, moving on to money. No, I'm sorry. That's uh, that's from uh, that's, that's from an NPR meeting um, when they talk about how advertising is actually or how they do advertising on NPR. It's like advertising, underwriting, call it what you will. They really have no morals there. They're just as bad as any other uh, <clears throat> any other media outlet. But our story for today is from them, and in fact, you know, we haven't done this in uh, quite a while. So why don't we uh, hear it? From our news department. New Money presents News to You. Washington, D.C. The United States Supreme Court reached a landmark decision on Friday that police must request a warrant before obtaining location information from your mobile device. Previously, the prevailing legal argument allows law enforcement to access your location if you had voluntarily left them. That is, via a snipe provision crammed into the bottom of a contract you signed while getting a new phone. However, it does nothing to upend the de facto standard of subpoenaing your information in the event of what they call an emergency, which may really be anything. This seems to be a short-term win for the Constitution and the Fourth Amendment. So what does this mean for computer security going forward? Only time will tell. And so many Americans are afraid of what happens next. We at least know the world still times and the truth marches on. And that's why this has been news to you. By the money. Short one this week. But, short story, big story. That's right, the Supreme Court has required cops to request a warrant before getting your location information from your phone, which they'd previously been able to get by going on a website without asking you anything. Keep your hands off my iPhone. Yes. <laughs> Chief Justice John Roberts said that cell phone location information is a near-perfect tool for government surveillance, analogous to electronic monitoring ankle bracelets. The writers of the Constitution, he said, would certainly have understood that an individual has a privacy interest in the day-to-day, hour-to-hour, and even minute-to-minute records of his whereabouts. Carbonated beverages. Ugh. I need it. We, n- never again. A privacy interest that requires the government to get a search warrant... Our stage manager's gone rogue <laughs> using the uh, touchscreen device. He doesn't realize that all of his fingers actually do correspond. Is, uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Rebel manager. He's interrupting me. It's gotta, uh, I'm docking your pay. Yeah. What? Yeah. No yeah. speaking lines. He you don't owes, get to speak. So he owes yeah, you're, not, you, we're, you're not SAG eligible. No speaking lines for you. Yeah, you oh, get oh, to speak when we're done with the show. Only Eric's part of the Film Actors Guild. good that's good um okay why don't we take a quick break 
Sam Fran, do you live in New York City? Well, if you do, Pneumonium has a beautiful new product for you. It's called Where Am I? Your five-borough compass navigator to help you get anywhere from Staten Island to the Bronx. Simply go to www.whereamai.nyc and enable location services on your mobile device to find your nearest neighborhood subway, sorry, neighborhood borough and three closest subway stations to you, wherever you are. No ads, no tracking, just geospatial brilliance. That's Where Am I? Brought to you by Pneumonium. Pneumonium, reinventing media daily. It's not new. But it is Pneumonium. <laughs> ha! Okay. Wow. Yeah. Walked right into that one. Uh, <laughs> Pow, right in the kisser. Hey, uh, you know what? That, remember that guy uh, who was sending us hate mail? Steve Ballmer? Yes. Oh, we figured out who it was. It was him. <laughs> See, this is why I got to start buying windows. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh, <laughs> what do we talk about this week? <laughs> Is that a question? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> what do we talk about this week? Well, this is the part of the show that we usually do before the show, and uh, now it's on the show, and we still haven't figured it out. So, Steve Ballmer has some advice for Facebook and Google on their legal woes. Developers, 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 developers. Is that it? No. Developers, uh, developers, 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 developers. Developers, 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 Okay. Eric is no, also uh, he, he basically said, like... And we're singing, I, it works. No, he, he basically said, I was wrong when I was at Microsoft fighting the antitrust laws. If I, I could do it again, I would uh, go back and just make the changes that is I need to make. Is he not happy that Sachi is put the, uh, doing better with the company than he ever did? I would assume so. Think about it. You have to be an egotistical maniac to be the CEO of a company that large. Oh, I thought you were going to say to have that view of what's of how Sachi is doing, what Sachi is doing with Microsoft. I mean, I mean, Walmart nah, I mean, is mean, an egotistical maniac. Uh, the CEO of most Fortune 500s are certified sociopaths. Uh, I think I like I like Sachi. I feel like he meditates and drinks a lot of high tea, and uh, he reminds me too much of Gavin Belson. Who's that? Oh yeah, you don't watch that show. What show? Silicon Valley. Which show is that? Silicon Valley. It's what? Silicon Valley. Is that that show about South Beach? Yes. Oh no, that's Silicon Valley. I always get this mixed up. Um. Anyway. Uh, I mean, I guess we talked about everything that we wanted to talk about already. Eric's mad that he doesn't have anything to talk about. Not really. Last week, Christian did all the talking. Really? Yeah. We, he talked about his talk last week. Remember that? Yeah, but he doesn't have much to talk about when he does talk. Let's ask Stage Man. You want to say anything this week? No. Okay, wonderful. Uh, <laughs> we gave him a chance. He didn't, he didn't speak up, so it's fine. Um... <laughs> No, is that? I mean, we could do a short show this week. The last, like, four or five shows we did were over two hours long. Right now, we're at, like, an hour ten, hour fifteen. All right, so what's hot in software these days? What's hot and soft these days? <laughs> well, <laughs> what are you guys into? We know that well, it's gonna be no. Wait, you said no hen jokes. Never mind. We know that um, Christian likes uh, Nomad. Uh, I I like hobos. Docker had an outage three hours ago. Docker had an outage. Okay, that's breaking news. I have survived three weeks on VS Code, and I like it. You know what? I you I shut also, your mouth. No, 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 no. Wait, I also moved to VS Code. This is my second week on VS Code. You're sure, both of you. Except that uh, I will tell you this: I found a couple 
Microsoft-esque flaws that make that do remind me it is a Microsoft Like the product. 100% CPU usage to render the uh, cursor flashing? No, that's Atom, not VS Code. No, that was VS Code. Not anymore. <laughs> what what it does now is it has a really good way of doing git diffs or merge conflicts. Oh. But what the thing is... Do you actually use the git integration? I use git lens. Which is some Git integration. Okay. I still I don't I don't let it. I still type all of the Git stuff. Yeah, yeah, me but too. It, I, I use it for merge it. conflicts because it highlights stuff really well. Nice. But the thing is this: it has this menu that says accept current change, accept incoming change, or accept both or neither. Mm-hmm. If you click both, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing as accept incoming change. And thank you, Microsoft. You're still Microsoft. So, see, Christian, they're not. They didn't do a 180. They did more like a 120. I wouldn't even give them that. It's more of like a... No, they've definitely done more than a 90. Like a 95 degree turn. I'd give them at least three figures of degrees. No. At least pi radians. They did it wrong. Yes. No. (laughs) You're talking about Apple. Wrong. I would fire 40% of Apple with those words. You did it wrong. Get out. (laughs) Bye. Uh -uh. Uh-uh. Bye-bye. I do the David Spade. That's what Apple used to do. Bye-bye now. Bye-bye. You can lead the pack out. (laughs) So, um... Yeah. All right. Well, I guess. I guess Stage that's manager, uh, yeah. Gone rogue. He's sad. Wasn't there something that we were going to talk about that we t- started to talk about before the show? And I said we were going to talk. We let, let, let's talk about it on the show. Triangles. Talking about talking. Triangles. Triangles. What's that girl? Uh, what about triangles? I don't know. Quick question: Do you guys do retros at your company? What's a retro? Oh, interesting. Um, so, yeah, I, I guess that answered, started answered the question for you. What's retro? a retro? So, it happens every Friday, and uh, you kind of... You oh, a retrospective. About, sure. We, uh, I used to do that. What you like, what you don't like, about what you want to start doing, what you want to stop doing as a team. Oh. Interesting. That's no. not how we do retros. We do retros on projects that uh, went uh, over... Uh, over um, t- uh, time. Oh, and then you just say you did it wrong, and I've that's heard those it. No, called a postmortem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, our, our retros are postmortem. I've done a, I've done like retros. Our, 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 uh, weekly retrospective. I found would be like, a really interesting thing. Okay. We also do operational. Why don't you tell uh, us about it? Well, you know, I kind of outlined it earlier, but uh, yeah, you have you kind of have a, a no, what, but I mean, like, what do you get out of start doing? What should we stop doing? And and everyone on the team just kind of attacks a. A living Google document that everyone's on, and uh, oh, so it's written down. Yeah, it's okay. written down uh, in real time, and uh, and then you're able to discuss and go around the table and say, "Hey, I, I like that we're doing this. You know, we should make this even better by doing this." Or, "How hey, many? I don't like that we do this." And doing this every Friday really helps the team to be much more agile. Sure. That's how cool. many people work at your company, uh, and how many people are on your team? About thirty-five, but I'd say in, in that department you have about uh, eight to ten. Uh, okay. On that retro. Huh. Yeah, like I said, I've only done sprint retrospectives, which are time boxed the last week or two. Yeah. Um, and then I, 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 we, we have like, a, you know, quarterly evaluations for the bigger picture stuff. But uh, that's another story. I don't know. Yeah, I'd say retros are cool. They shouldn't be a, a retro thing. It should be a modern thing. <laughs> <laughs> funny. Super funny. Yeah. Um... What else happened? I told you that uh, my my performer won't recognize a Cat7 Ethernet cable. Like, that's a surprise. It's By that, surprise. Eric means he's that's got a, a Mac computer from 1990. We already talked about it on the show. 1996. Just in case people didn't hear the last episode. Yeah, it's a 180 megahertz power PC performer that runs the triple boots Mac OS 7, 8, and 9. And it has an Ethernet card, and I upgraded it to 100 megs of RAM. And 
and uh, what I want to get is what's called a PC compatibility card. This is something that was actually really cool from the the intro Steve how PC era. You are. Yeah, exactly. This was something really cool that was from the intro Steve period at Apple, where you could buy a PCI or new bus card that literally was the motherboard of a PC, and then and then you could run Windows, and it came with like an Intel Pentium processor on the board, and you could run Windows using natively using that card. And then wow. you could hit, like, cool. Apple Enter, and it would switch to Windows, and Apple Enter, it switches back to Mac OS. And the way that it, and the way that it did the video drivers, the video was using some kind of, like, sandwich, um, it was like a sandwich cable. That it had two, Apple had a proprietary uh, monitor connector, but it had two of those that go into one monitor connector. And then the PC card had a video card on it. And you would connect your the the Macintosh's video card and the PC card video card to this one like Y cable, and then that goes to the monitor. This way, you could easily switch between them, and there wouldn't actually be any so any penalty for running Windows on your Macintosh because it was all contained in this little card. That's wild. It is, and That's I cool. didn't know about that at all. And you could really and it, and there's and Apple actually has in classic Mac OS, they actually have a decent software suite that enables interfacing between the two. Uh, operating systems and the fact that it was that and I've seen videos on YouTube of it working well it is a pain to set up but once it is set up it does work pretty well can you run Unix on it? Uh, that's AUX I can actually run Apple Unix on my Mac SE can you run Unix Unix like Dax or something? no there is a power PC version of Ubuntu. Actually, wait, no, it's 96 you should be able to at least run like Slackware on there you can get Linux for power PC? On, I'm talking the uh, PCI compatibility card. Oh, I mean, if if, 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 the, if it's a PC can, compatibility card, you can run anything. Oh, okay, but you, it's a, you can also an Intel processor with an Intel get, chipset. Linux will run on PowerPC. There was an Ubuntu uh, for uh, that I ran for PowerPC that I ran in 2006 on my PowerBook. It, that was like. That's like when you like like when you use Boot Camp and you turn your Mac into a window into a and you see the Windows logo and you're like this is evil. No, <laughs> it just doesn't look right. And the same thing with Ubuntu. It's just, well, no. Before I got my monster of a little laptop, I was debating putting Arch on my MacBook Pro. Okay, but what would you? But I mean, Mac OS is a full Unix now. So what would what would you get out of it? Other my keyboard the, actually working. My keyboard works. Did you get a piece of dust underneath your keyboard? No, but it'll uh, just randomly uh, do a software detach. Oh, that yeah. sucks. Yeah, just like this mixer. <laughs> well, technically, um, I guess uh, it is a device, so I guess it's more of an on-your-mouth than a detach. But No, it's like a USB device. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, by the way, I, um... Oh, um, the new MacBook Pros, the keyboard on them is so bad that it's actually making me use them more ergonomically with an external keyboard and mouse. And I'm just like, well, it's a, it sucks, but it's helping oh, me. Which one of you sent yeah, uh, like the picture? At all. Which, which one sent the picture? Which one of you two sent the picture of the ergonomic keyboard that's split in the middle? Me. Was Tyler, was that Bluetooth? I'm jealous. That, that's a really good keyboard. Is that keyboard. Bluetooth? No. Oh. No, it's, it's got a wired. really thick USB cable on it. Yeah. Oh, but no, it's a really good keyboard. I can't plug Particularly USB into if my you have dollars laptop. Really? Yeah, no, if you have any wrist problems at all, that is the keyboard to get. Really? Send us a link, because I'd be interested in that. Because this at, way, cause like, if you search ergonomic Mac keyboard no, on just Amazon, send us a it's link the only one you'll the find. That you got. Well, no, you can also get this one that, uh, it, it looks like a book, but you have to relearn how to type is the problem. Ugh. Because it's not laid out like a QWERTY keyboard. Is it a Dvorak? No, it's oh, its own it's thing. Its own thing? No. There's a, and there's a different one, too. It's like a $300 one that doesn't quite look like a book, but it looks like... I don't know. It looks like a. Are you talking about the one that kind of looks like uh, the thing that you get strapped into a roller coaster with? 
maybe. What? That's a keyboard? Yeah. Comes down like over your head? No, but it just looks like the bar, like the bottom wow. part of it. Well, yeah, the thing it is, almost looks like a yeah, like a, a table, like a tray. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, the new Apple wireless keyboards are too narrow, so you're typing, you're typing with this, which can't be good for you. You, need, uh, you, you can't even have your arms you, straight. You want uh, like a perpendicular. I think I'll, I'll get the keyboard that you have, but it needs to be wireless because I don't have any USB ports on my computer because they're all USB C. Well, I have to use the USB C converter on my computer just to get the HDMI cable in there anyway. Uh, yeah, but I'm using the I USB don't have that ports problem. on my uh, on my dock. In fact, I've got because you don't have a Macintosh. One, two. I have, guess what? I have two USB ports and a on my hardware Mac, Ethernet on my port. MacBook it's, Pro. It's, I've got a hardware Ethernet port, too. I like how they did that. Yeah. It sucks that Apple couldn't figure that out. Yeah. That is totally, I guess it's a flimsy mechanical thing that they would probably have to replace a million times over, but mm. it doesn't, you're you're still smaller than the standard Ethernet port. You know what's really nice thinner. about that keyboard is it has a control button in the very bottom left corner. That is very nice. And the real escape so, key. So annoying on Apple. No, the real escape key. That's yeah, but the, the real escape key. How do you use Vim without far. a real escape, escape key? Like you don't. Far, so it's well, you can map it to something else. I, I mapped but, caps lock to the escape key, but that's not the same. But and, and they have uh, they have dedicated uh, volume up and down buttons. So does the, yeah. So does the touch bar. You just have to uh, set it to always be the expanded. Oh, you do. Yeah, I'll, I'll show you what you do. Anyway, this is not a Macintosh show. This is an Apple show. But yet we fell into it. <laughs> All right, why don't we cut it off? So yep. we've done 82 minutes. I don't, when we don't even cross, you know, we say it's an hour long show, but when we don't even do 90 minutes, it doesn't feel like we've done a whole show. But then when we do do 90 minutes, we do a two hour long show. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, well, why don't we talk about one last story? Um, husband tells wife, it's me or the dogs, and the wife chooses the dogs, ending a 25 year long marriage. I gotta wonder the details on that one. That's it. <laughs> That's the whole story. Uh, I haven't seen or heard from her since. It was one dog versus two. Oh! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! That's what I'm talking about. I haven't heard or seen or haven't heard seen or heard from him since. I thought after 25 years he should know giving up the dogs was not what my intention were. Well, yeah, what my intentions were. Um, yeah. Wow. And this is from Suffolk, England. And they were married <laughs> since 1991. She already had a deep devotion to dogs. She turned this passion into her livelihood seven years ago when she moved with her husband to a house with a half acre of land op- and opened a pet boarding business. Oh. oh the venture okay. eventually evolved to Beds for Bullies, a bull terrier sanctuary they founded to provide care to rescue bull terriers. Is that the same thing as pit bulls? Yes. Uh, in need of medical and behavioral help until the dogs can find forever homes. I get why the husband oh. would object. So that makes sense. Yeah. She has a half acre of dogs. It's 101 Dow Pit Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> they don't bite you. I don't have a hand anymore. No, they <laughs> were just playing. He likes you. That's what I, he does when he likes you. I had a roommate who who had a girlfriend with a pit bull, and then she brought Girlfriend home, with a pit bull. And then she brought home two... I have a pit bull with a girlfriend. And then she brought home <laughs> two more rescue pit bulls one day. I mean, it's like, all I know is, is if I ever had a now. if I ever had a pit bull, I'd have to name it featuring Ludacris. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they're they're really sweet, but they can they can get uppity. Yeah, like most Clay dogs, except that pit, uh, except like unlike most dogs, they can't that's actually not, hurt you too much. That's but not true. Pit most dogs kill you. Most dogs, including pit bulls, unless raised or put in a dangerous situation, are pretty relaxed. That's true. I've seen quite a few nice pit bulls. They get a bad. Oh run. yeah, they re- they do. 
So, all right. Well, that's all the news that's fit to print. So, we've reached yet to uh, uh, yet another end. It's fit to print F. Yes, fit. To <laughs> F. Yeah, that's good. Are we using percent S or percent uh, V? No, don't ruin it. That's good. Let's end it on a good note for once. So, Christian, do you approve of this week's poll request? Looks good to me. Tyler, how about you? Sure. How about our wonderful studio audience? Fantastic. Well, then let's all hit merge. And we'll see you next week right here on Poker Quest. This has been the Pneumonium Production. The views and opinions expressed on Pulver Quest do not necessarily reflect those of Pneumonium, LLC, or its subsidiaries. This week's theme music provided by Folkpack. Visit them at V-U-L-F-E-E-C-K.